Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue podcast. It's your host, Samir, with my co-host, Jordan, today to recap the very abysmal yet embarrassing loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, very, you know, obviously terrible loss. We're going to go ahead and cover all this, our biggest takeaways, um, and just overall our opinions, honest truth on the game and this Broncos this season. Um, so with that being said, Jordan, um, just straight off, you know, what, what are you uh, initially thinking about after this game? The game's over. What, what are you, what's going on on your mind? Well, um, well, to start off, you know, you said Chiefs, you mean the Rams. That was another loss. Uh, but uh, oh, I'm sorry. Man, yeah, no, you good. Um, as a Bronco fan, this was this was probably the worst game I've ever had to watch, like ever. Like I'm not gonna lie, this game was horrible. Um, I really thought I had faith in us to win this game. I thought we were, you know, defense. It was Baker Mayfield, no weapons. Um, bad online, bad run game. I thought that we would get the job done, and right out the gate, we were just horrible. Our defense got drove on. We, I mean, we held them three points. Russ came out and threw a, a terrible pick. Then they scored. He came back out and threw another terrible pick, and that's just kind of how the game went. You know, seventeen zero, and then it just ended up fifty one to fourteen. So it was probably one of the worst losses in franchise history. I'm not gonna lie, losing to a team like that who's I don't even care if they're the champs, you know. They just the injuries they had. They had Baker Mayfield. No disrespect, just Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Drop put up fifty one yeah. on us. Had his career game on us. It sucks. And Russell Wilson played horrible. Fifteen for twenty seven. Three interceptions. We couldn't run the ball. It was just it was hard to watch. I I, I stopped watching like second quarter and I came back because I'm like I, I got to finish this game and it was just it was horrible. Yeah, really, really, really hard to watch. And, yeah, I was actually going to ask, like, this probably um, – we could argue, make the argument that this is, goes down as the worst loss in the history of the Broncos franchise. It is just that bad. Like, I even accidentally said the Chiefs at the beginning of the episode because you would think that if any team were to beat us this badly, it would probably be the best offense in the NFL, the Chiefs. But, no, we lost to the Baker Mayfield 4-10 and 10 Rams. So, um, just overall horrible loss today. I think this – Definitely by far tops the Colts loss is the worst he loss of the season and in history. Um, let us know what you guys think about that. But yeah, just horrible on all phases of the of the ball today. Special special teams wasn't the worst, but the you know on offense offensive line was putrid, horrible. Graham Glasgow had a had like a handful of uh, holding penalties, <laughs> watching people run right past him. Yeah, two in the right. first quarter. Yeah, Dalton Reisner, not a good game. And then, obviously, uh, we're going to touch on in a second his uh, altercation with Brett Rippon on the sidelines. Um, that, that was a bit interesting. Um, the tackles, they didn't play terrible by any means. Miners didn't play terrible by any means. But overall, the unit as a whole offensive line just – Yet again, another another bad game today. Um, but that I don't, I really wouldn't put that one too much on them today. Um, I just feel like we did a horrible job today getting rid of the ball when it was supposed to. We we're supposed to get rid of it. We said in our, uh, I said in you know the pregame podcast that this D line for the Rams is going to come to play regardless if Aaron Donald is active or not, and they they sure did. And Russell Wilson, you know, showed showed a lots of panic and not even just that, but like he was holding on to the ball way too damn long. If your receivers don't have separation, get out of the pocket and throw it away. Like I don't I don't understand what we're doing here. Um also I'm not gonna sugarcoat or anything. This is a terrible game from Russell Wilson today. I mean, you literally got benched late in the game for Brett Rippon, who's getting paid like 249 million less than you. So that says a lot in itself. 
Um, and right away as Brett Rippin comes in and I know it's garbage time, but he immediately starts moving the ball. Um, and I know Russell Wilson had a touchdown drive before that, but it only took Brett Rippin one drive to start moving the ball. Um, there's just lots that we can go ahead and just talk over and debate over. Um, so now since we're on the topic of it, Russell Wilson, how were you feeling assessing him after this game? Obviously he was started off the game. Oh, for two, or, I'm sorry. Oh, for three and two picks gets picked off by, uh, Durant on like literally his first pass play and then gets picked off by, um, his, his old friend Bobby Wagner in the next drive. Just terrible, giving them the easy starting field position. And this, this every game in the NFL, it's it goes by momentum. Whoever has momentum, you're going to see them be able to put up points and you know thrive off of that. And we literally just handed it right to the Rams at the beginning of the game, and they let never let go of it. How are you feeling about Russ um, after this performance? Um, Russ is terrible. I mean, there's no way to you know kind of. It wasn't any bright spots to me. It was just it was all around terrible performance. He came out terrible. The rest of the game couldn't score, punt, punt, punt. I mean, but more, I mean, Russell was historically terrible. This is probably his worst career game. Um, but I think more to worry about to me, honestly, was kind of the defense. You know, I mean, I knew it was going to be a game where we finally broke and, you know, we were going to get ran on a little bit and give up a lot of points. But 51 points was kind of crazy. I mean, I know a lot of it came from the picks and the bad field position, but 51 points, that was my biggest takeaway from it just – I mean, Russ is just – it hasn't been a great season for him. I'm not saying it's all to blame, but this game – this game was definitely on him. Like, this wasn't – I'm not going to sit here and blame the coaching staff. I'm not going to sit here and blame yeah. – I mean, the offensive line had his struggles, but this was on Russ. You can't come out in the first quarter, throw two – like you said, 0 for 3 and two picks. I mean, you just – you can't do that, especially on Christmas Day in L.A. you stinking it up. Not to mention Ronnie Hillman just passed away, and yeah, it's, I mean, it's Demarius Thomas's birthday. Yeah, I mean, just you got to show some fight, something, you know, so come out and set the tone, and we couldn't do that. I mean, Baker Mayfield, I played him in every aspect. I mean, that that's just the simple fact about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think every other – I think the only other game I would actually put on Russell's season was the Colts game, but this is on him by a mile. I mean, just he's got to do better. He just has to make better. I mean, he was – horrifically accurate today. I mean, he was inaccurate on almost almost all his throws. I mean, some throws he made, but those interceptions were just terrible. The one to Ramsey, he was in double coverage. I don't even know why you're testing Jalen Ramsey that deep. The Kobe Durant, I don't know what he was – I don't know what he saw. I think he was trying to hit Judy, and it was – Double he was coverage Judy, as well, so. Yeah, I mean, and then the throw to Bobby Wagner, he just he didn't just, see him, I guess. He's just too short. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he just didn't see him. I mean, it was just that was, it was a terrible game by Russ. I'm not going to put this one on Hackett. I mean, obviously, he's been on Hackett for the season, but this one I'm not going to put on him. Yeah, this loss isn't on the coaching staff. Um, I will say the players, and especially the defense, they did tune out pretty early, I, could, I would say. You see in most games where the defense really fights hard despite the terrible record and then, you know, being down. Look at the Chiefs game. We were down 27-0, to but the defense was still fighting, getting picks in this game. But you could tell in this game the defense just really wasn't playing like themselves. And I don't think they were worse than what the Rams' offense was. I just feel like they really – 
did tune out like within that first half second quarter and you know the rest of the game as well so um i think the rams offense really they really came today with a great game plan you know ggs to them sean mcveigh he he you can tell damn well he knows of arrow's defense from you know working with them for a long time because <laughs> yeah he does he, he, does. he exposed every little inch of it and i want to touch on the coaching staff a little bit I, we're obviously i'm not putting this loss on hackett on um, the coaching staff but that doesn't you know negate the fact that he's still gone regardless um yeah, he's still yeah. going to finish the rest of the season but he's he's not going to be fired tomorrow by any means but i feel like today we saw like a major difference in the coaching and what you know how how much it's holding this team back a little just a, you know um i mean you could tell that just in like just simple things like paying attention to detail the rams did that much better on offense and defense today um then the discipline you could see the, you know, the scuffles on the sidelines. Randy Gregory punching a dude in the face like twice after the game. Um, just those scuffles. And then also the penalties as well. Um, and then the guys just like also the tackling, the tackling. That's a that's a, more of a coaching thing, to be honest, because you'll see week in and week out the Broncos being a very good physical team, you know, tackling, you know, uh, ball carriers short of the sticks. And today they're just letting Cam Akers look like prime Marshawn Lynch. It, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Baker Mayfield, like you said, outplayed Russell Wilson today. That says, this is a lot in itself. Um, yeah, just a, a terrible performance. Um, obviously this one's more on Russ, those three interceptions, you know, coming to this game, he had six on the season, Today he had half of that in three, and uh, uh, some of the six interceptions this season before this game, like half of them were on the receivers. Today all of them were on Russ. All of them horrible reads. I feel like the biggest thing that was a, a, an issue with Russ today was decision making. Um, decision making was awful, and it really, really hurt this team today. Um, if they were going to be, you know, a well coached Rams team, they they needed to avoid these turnovers, and they didn't do that. So. Um, yeah, that's not that's honestly not in Hackett. You can't schematically, you know, make that differently for Russ to succeed better, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, this one, this one's on Russ. Um, this probably goes down as the worst loss in franchise history, 51 to 14. Um, yeah, just got dominated in the trenches today. That was another big thing. We they absolutely own those matchups. And, you know, you listen to any NFL media analyst or you know, any expert of the NFL, they'll they'll tell you immediately it always starts in the trenches. And from the, the get-go, they just dominated us in every facet on both phases, you know, offense and defensive line. So um, you could tell right away that they were, you know, owning those one-on-one uh, -on -one matchups in, uh, you know, every part. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you're 100% correct. It was just a bad performance all around. I mean, you could see come out the gate, Cam Akers was just running the ball effectively. Baker Mayfield was making throws. You know, he was picking apart the zone defense and everything like that. I mean, it's just, you're right about the coaching staff. I mean, you can't have guys out there punching other guys after the game. I mean, especially when other guys are showing respect to each other, even after you get blown out. I know Randy Gregory's mad, but you just can't go punching guys in the face because that could lead to, you know, so much worse. But I mean, going on the rush interceptions, you know, it just kind of shows, again, the lack of chemistry he has. I mean, just to some of the throws he was making. I don't know if he was anticipating guys to be in certain spots. I mean, the throws were just bad. I mean, it was just some, some of the worst-looking interceptions. It was like Tua's, you know, we've seen in the 
uh, Miami Green Bay game. Oh this, man, that was that hurt to to watch three I mean, drives with the interceptions. I mean, Russ had back to back. It was like they tried to come out aggressive with the throw to Sutton on the first play of the game, and then it's just I don't even know, like the the first one to the Kobe. I don't I don't even know what he was doing. I I don't know what he saw. I was just my first reaction was like Russ, like what are you doing? Like you you just made it was just a terrible, just a terrible throw, mm-hmm. terrible game. I mean. Pretty much in. Brett Rippin came in, like you said, he led us down the field a little bit, and then threw a pick six. So it was just yeah. kind of, it's kind of. We just couldn't get nothing going today. We couldn't get anything of the running game. I mean, the bright side, Jerry Judy had a he had a good game. I mean, yeah, Jerry Judy, man, holy man, six catches, 117 yards. What a game, man! He's showing that. You know, one thing we had we were questioning Jerry Judy about going to this game was, you know, he has the consistency part down. He has the wide receivers wide receiver one spot locked in but can he show us that he is a uh you know a superb elite talent in the nfl can he you know uh, cement himself in that category and today despite you know the terrible quarterback play he still was able to put up nearly 120 yards so that i think that speaks to measures about him yeah I, i think he can i mean you know i just it all goes into the game plan and how you game plan for jerry judy you know what do you spare true to the week i mean he all the scenes like when you draw plays from him, he's gonna get his yards, he's gonna make plays with the ball. And I mean, for a number one guy, I mean, yeah, I think he can be that weapon and that playmaker, you know, that we need. And it's just about how we utilize our guys. It's been like that the whole season. How KJ Hamlin's not getting any snaps. And I feel like if we utilized him right, he could be a guy every you know, almost every game has like two by three catches and 80 yards, like that type of receiver, but we don't we don't use them right. So I mean, over this last stretch of the season, we're probably gonna see more of just Russ and Judy building mm-hmm. on that connection for next season. But Russ going out there throwing three interceptions and 0 for three, two picks, it's not gonna be much of a connection in chemistry. It's just gonna just be terrible yeah. Marcos football. Another uh two more positives in the receiver room today. Cortland Sun had a pretty good game um when he was given the opportunity, five catches, sixty-four yards. Um, it's not bad by any means. Pretty good game, you know, bouncing back from the hamstring injury missed the previous uh, two weeks. And then Greg Dulcich had another catch in um, in SoFi State, another touchdown catch in SoFi Stadium, had one against Chargers, gets another one this week. And he had he had a decent game, um, obviously almost fumbled earlier in the game, but they ended up calling it down by contact. So, um, yeah, I'm just really it's really cool to see those uh, young guys. You know, show we had a lot of concern about Cortland Sutton. You know, still seeing if he like dropped off or anything, but it's just it's coming down a lot to the quarterback this season. Honestly, we can't really you know judge them until we're really in the right you know coaching staff. And Russ is just he has someone you know we hire someone that can really get him back to his potential, uh, potentially Brian Brian Schottenheimer that we've talked a lot about. But um, but yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the the Randy Gregory and uh, Dalton Reisner, Brett Rippon situation. So obviously, we told you guys Randy Gregory after the game punched a, a Rams offensive lineman, I believe, uh, in the face twice. Um, I would not be surprised if you hear if you guys hear tomorrow that he's suspended for the final two games. If I'm being honest, um, or he gets like a massive fine and at least a one game suspension. Um, but early on in like the fourth quarter, I believe it was the Rams had an opportunity where the, the Broncos defense had an opportunity to get off the field um, in a fourth down situation. But uh, Randy Gregory ended up committing um, a rough in the passer penalty. It was extremely late. He hit uh, Baker Mayfield. It was like completely uncalled for. Um, yeah. I, uh, 
there was like no reason for that. This is the opportunity for the Broncos defense to finally get off the field and they were still getting blown out, but he ends up, you know, just there's some really bad, you know, character, um, characteristic plays by Gregory on his part and like back-to-back plays just being a little, a little dirty. I'm not going to lie. You know, um, we, we had a lot of expectations coming to the season for Randy Gregory. I saw a lot of Broncos fans. If anybody was taking heat besides Russell Wilson today, um, it, it was Randy Gregory. A lot of people were fed up with him saying, you know, where, where is he today? He's non-existent in the pass rush. He's not doing anything. And we had zero sacks. Yeah. Terrible. And, a... and that's exactly what we we're talking about early on. Just got completely decimated in the trenches. I mean, they, they owned us. I mean, this is a Rams offensive line that is literally starting fourth stringers out there. Fourth stringers. These are guys that are on practice uh... squad coming into week one. So yeah, that, that says a lot. But what do you think about Randy Gregory and his, uh, you know, you know, potential character issues? I mean, well, we already knew this when we signed him, you know, the type of guy that he was, um, you know, he's had trouble in the past. And, you know, we, we already knew who Randy Gregory was. I mean, it, I wasn't surprised at what he did. Um, I mean, I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, I knew this was probably going to happen, him coming to Denver. I feel like anywhere he would have went and stayed in Dallas. I feel like in Dallas, he probably wouldn't have done it because, you know, they gave him so many chances. But mm-hmm. Randy Gregory's got his money. He's got his guaranteed money. We're not a winning team. I'm not surprised that he did it. I mean, it shows a lack of character and everything. But, I mean, it's Randy Gregory. It's just who he is. I'm not trying to disrespect him or anything like that. But, I mean, he's a dog. I mean, he's going to – you lose a game, he's pissed off. Yeah, he's going to get in the other guy's face, and he's going to probably punch him. I mean, that's just – I mean, but Denver knew that signing him. And that's – I'm pretty sure part of the reason why we did sign him because we we want that in our locker room. We want somebody who's going to – you know, bring up the intensity and all that. Um, but yeah, to go yeah, on the Dalton, no, I was gonna say to go on the Dalton Rosner situation. You know, Albright said last time, you know, that um the locker room wasn't lost and the guys are fighting. I'm just, after this game, the locker room it looks lost. I'm not gonna like when anytime oh, yeah. you got a guy push your, I don't push your backup quarterback. Like I don't just push a quarterback. Period on the sideline and your guys are fighting and yeah, it's I locker rooms pretty much gone at this point you 51 on christmas your quarterback i mean just it's yeah yeah so apparently what i what i gathered from you know the media reports were that um brad ripon approached the offensive line on the bench um after they uh russ took a sack and they refused to help him up after the sack which i have been saying all season long i think it's really weird how the offensive linemen whenever uh, Russell Wilson gets sacked. It's like nobody wants to, you know, help him up or anything. I rarely see it. The most I'll see it from is like Quinn Miners. Um, and I saw a lot from Garrett Bowles before he got injured. Garrett Bowles, Garrett Bowles is just a class act, but um, but then whenever Brett Rippon's out there, it's like people want to help him up. I I'm not trying to make a story here or anything, but I've noticed that's an issue, and I I don't like it. I feel like you should, that's your quarterback protecting, and if you give up a sack, you better turn you better turn your ass around and help him up. Like that, that's just unacceptable. And so apparently Brett Rippon went and approached the bench about it. And, um, you know, Don Reisner, apparently there's a miscommunication uh, is what they told Mike Kliss. There was a miscommunication. He didn't, um, you know, necessarily hear the right thing from Rippon. And um, I saw the, I saw the clip like um, an hour ago and they said, uh, I, I heard Don Reisner yelling at um, after, cause I know I saw Latavius Murray actually push um, Don Reisner after, uh, he pushed Brett Rippon 
which is really cool to see him defend him, uh, defend his quarterback. Uh, but yeah, Dalton Reiser was yelling at Brett Rippon, like, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? He just kept saying it. That was a, I, whenever I saw that like altercation, I was like, of all people, it was Brett Rippon and Dalton Reiser. I'm, I was actually really, really shocked to see that. And that just shows that, like, like you said, this, this locker room is probably splitting up really, really fast. Yeah, and for a guy like Dalton Reisner, you know, they're always going to look at the negatives. You know, I mean, he's done so many positive things for the team. You know, he's he's been a pretty good player, you know, and he's got a contract here coming up, and they're definitely going to look at this. And they're probably not going to bring it back because of it, which it sucks. But, I mean, anytime that happens, I mean, it's not a good look. It's just not a good look. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, but the whole picking up Russ thing, that's a mixture of the players and coaching. You know, that's just a – it's kind of a respect thing. You know, that just shows that the guys yeah. don't really respect Russ. But, you know, as an offensive line unit, the goal is to protect the quarterback at all costs. So, you know, when your head coach – I mean, there's no way, like, the coaching staff doesn't see that. And they're not telling them to fix it. So they're not going to fix it. I mean – yeah, Plus, it's like I'm, the it's like the incident where Mike Purcell was yelling at Russ, and they already cleared that up. But the fact that Hackett was standing right in front of them and didn't turn around, I don't know. If, yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't understand that. It just seems like there's no discipline and accountability in this team right now. No, and that's part of the problem. You know, Hackett's just giving guys second chances and you know give them their shot and everything like that. Well, where's the discipline? I mean, if a guy yells at the quarterback like that, I mean, something has to happen. You can't. You know, Nothing happens. Altercate guys pushing each other on the sideline doesn't happen. I'm pretty sure Hack is not going to say anything to Ray Gregory about it. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, he's all about giving guys second chances. So, I mean, that's that's our well, coaching staff. He's not going to get a second chance if he gets suspended. So, um, well, I really, I'm really curious because I I was thinking in this game, everybody was like, yeah, let let it rip, bench Russ. He's doing terrible. And I was thinking in the game, I was like. I, I I don't think uh, Hackett has the balls to tell Russ to his face, like, sorry, you're going to have to sit this one out for the rest of the game. Um, but he ended up doing it. And, I, you know, Russ, he showed his frustration when they, when they didn't let him play the um, Cardinals game. So I really wonder how this one went down on the sidelines between him and Hackett and how it's going to go down after the game, you know, the words that were exchanged and how they, you know, went about that decision. Um. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. He was benched in the fourth quarter. It wasn't that, you know, I mean, he had just let a touchdown drive. I mean, I think it was pretty much of a, all right, Russ, we don't want you to get hurt kind of thing. I, I didn't really look yeah. at it as like, like Russ got benched. Cause I mean, even though they're just saying, you know, the headline gonna be he was benched because he was playing bad, but I, I don't think Russ got benched. I think it was just a yeah. matter of we don't want you to go out there and get hurt. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's it. I, I don't think he was benched. I mean, cause think about all the, questionable games he's had and the games where we couldn't score a lick on offense and he wasn't benched. So I don't think that was a problem. Yeah, it was probably, it's probably that, um, there, you know, there always is potentially two sides to it. Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know it. And that, that probably does validate it since that, you know, after his, his only touchdown drive of the game did decide to bring Brett Rippon out when they could have did any, any point in the game. So yeah, I probably, it probably wasn't more of a, a benching thing. But um, I'm just really curious because if Russ, if Russ wanted to play in the Cardinals game when we were eliminated, then I wonder how he felt after you know him being you know not not going back out there after his touchdown drive this in this Rams game because you know you know we know how Russ is like he doesn't care he's gonna he wants to play so yeah I mean but 
it was 44 to 14. Russ just had a concussion a few weeks ago. I think they yeah. were just more on the cautious I mean, it's not side. His decision. Yeah, yeah, it's not his decision. And I think it was just more on the cautious side of things. Like, Russ, man, this game over. We don't want you going out there trying to make a play when the game is over and you end up getting hurt and it, you know, affects us next year and what we got moving forward. I don't think it was a bad decision. But if they benched him after he threw that pick to, like, Ramsey, I would have said, yeah, Russ yeah. got benched. Yeah, Russ got benched. Like, they sat him down and said, man, you're not coming back in the game. But, yeah, I think it was just more on that side. And it's not like Rippon came in and did anything really insane. He threw a pick six and put him to 51. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was kind of interested. I was looking at whenever Rippon came out in that drive, I was looking at Reisner like a few plays. I was I was really wanting to see his body language, how he's acting, but because I'm just one of those guys. But no, I, I didn't really see anything. They it seems like they got over it. They told the media that it was just a whole miscommunication. They both said the same thing. So you you don't believe it? No, nah, that's not no miscommunication. That, that's not communicate. That because because usually people be like, you know, he'll probably say like. Man, say it again. I ain't hear you, or something like that. You know, like it. You don't just go push a guy for over miscommunication. Nah, I don't think that was miscommunication. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think they're that's the professional part of them that's got to say that they obviously yeah. aren't going to go to the media and be like, "Yeah, this this motherfucker came over here and said blah blah blah." So, yeah, that makes yeah it makes sense. Um, I I was just I, I was just looking at that play. They're all arguing shit, and I just – Cam Fleming is a class act for, you know, really stepping in there and being the veteran. That's that's more of what we need in this locker room. And going back to Randy Gregory, I do like that he's bringing fire to this team. I like that. He just got to – he's got to be a little bit more of a professional, though. Like, the whole throwing punches after the game, now that's completely just – you can't defend that. Like, I know he's upset about, you know, losing, and I love that, but let's not, you know, punch the other players, all right? <laughs> Especially when, you know – they don't have their helmets on, so. I mean, I, I think his goal, he's trying to bring a certain swag to the team. Like, yeah, we're losing, but we're not going to back down. But when you lose 51-14, to 14, it's probably better just to go in the locker room and just just not even go out there and do anything like that because it just makes you look even worse. But, I mean, I, I it's Randy Gregory, man. Yeah, apparently there was some media that um, was trying to approach him to ask some questions after he punched the guy. And um, he, like, refused to answer the question. He told them – um, he was like, yeah, do you guys want to know if I punched him in the mouth? I did. And he just walked off and, um, apparently he was, he refused to take any other media questions for the rest of the night. So yeah, for that, he, he probably, he probably will get suspended. I'm not going to lie. He probably will get suspended, but, uh, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. So the, you got the comments, you got the, um, the rough and the bad, bad rough in the passer call. And then you got just being a little bit dirty on that one of those last drives, and then obviously punching you in the face twice is going to do it for you. So uh, if he's not going to find time to miss uh, games with injury, he's going to find time with being a menace to society. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I just find it all funny to be honest. I mean, I I, I know what he's season's trying over. to do, but yeah, season's over. I mean, he's just like I'm gonna just go out there. I'm giving my all. I mean, it just it, it was still a bad game from the whole defensive line to me. Gave up rushing yards and didn't get a sack. I mean, it is what it is. Um, yeah, no other takeaways from today's game. Um, obviously, we got the Chargers. Uh, I believe it's the Chiefs next, and then the Chargers. I'm not. I'm not too sure. Um, I know those are those last two games, though. It's the Chiefs next in Arrowhead. Oh man, the Chiefs came next, dude. On January first. Oh yeah, because that's uh James Jarosz. He's coming out for that game. Oh God. Oh god. 
Oh God! Did you see? Did you see the video he dropped tonight? He he like did a whole no, new. Yeah, he did like a whole new stance. He usually he does that uh the view where he's like showing the um his TV and then he flips it around and shows himself. But today he was he kept it on the TV and he walked in front of it and was like had his hands on his knees. It was it was kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's just <laughs> we give up we give up fifty one to the to the Rams. I'm scared. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I don't think we'll give up fifty again, but yeah, God, fifty one is crazy. Yeah, I think our if we were going to beat the Chiefs, it was going to be that game where Russ got hurt, the, the last one. So I really don't picture us winning, you know, even getting close in this one with the Chiefs, especially in Arrowhead. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's going to – we're we're probably going to lose. Um, I mean, but you never know. The, the Chiefs might sit some guys because they're locked in already. But, I mean, they might try to fight, you know, because they might – they probably want to get home field advantage. So they might send everybody out on us and we'll lose. Yeah. So I, w- I want to save most of this this uh, conversation for our next episode. Um, in case you guys don't know, uh, we're actually announcing it here first. Uh, we will be having uh, Broncos writer, um, Broncos beat writer and uh, host of the uh, Let's Talk Broncos podcast. Uh, Zach Seegers on is our special guest uh, for next Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday, to talk about Russell Wilson, um, his cap numbers, and just all about the Broncos. I'm super excited for that episode. I've been following Zach Seegers for a while. He's a super good dude, has really good knowledge and intel on the Broncos, um, especially he was covering a lot during training camp. Um, just really, you know, important guy for the Broncos. So we're going to be having him on the podcast um, to, you know, mainly talk about Russell Wilson. But before we end this episode, well, what are you thinking about Russell Wilson? Obviously, that's the big, you know, big picture here. He is like one of the biggest moves and potentially biggest impacts to the Broncos in this history of this franchise. You know, this could potentially impact the Broncos for the next seven years with all the salary and everything. Um, but just in general, do you want Russ back on, you know, the Broncos for the next uh, several years, you know, following this performance today? What are you thinking? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I'm not going to say, I mean, it's one year, it's one horrible, disastrous year, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's, I I don't see him coming out and having any worse of a year than you did this year, next year. I don't, I still want Russ. I mean, obviously looking back on it, I would have loved Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, I, I'll take Russ. I mean, Russ is still the Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, I don't think he's washed. I don't think he's lost. I mean, he's at, he hasn't had a good year, but I don't think he's lost a step or anything like that. I just think with the new personnel, got to build chemistry with those receivers. Got to build a new line. And I think sky's the limit from there. I mean, I think this season we we really came in, you know, with high hopes. Instead, You know, I think we kind of overvalued our roster a little bit. You know, I think everyone did. Um and we overvalued our coaching staff. So, coaching staff hasn't been good. The offensive line has been, you know, bad. You know, we got to get new guys in um, training staff, you know, to deal with the injuries and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting offseason. But looking at the future, yes, I'm sticking with Russ because I don't think we can find anybody better that's just gonna just come falling into Denver's lap. And you can't even trade Russ. I mean, you can cut all these guys and. Find a mathematical way to trade Russ and still be somewhat in, you know, have a good cap situation. But I think you you just keep him, and you just got to find a way to make it work. That's that's very interesting because that I feel like that's a good way to end off this episode. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But 
Um, our guest, Zach Sagers, that we got coming up actually thinks the opposite of that. So this is going to be a really fun episode. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. But if you're looking forward to this next episode, make sure right now, if you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe button. Really appreciate all the support. Go ahead, hit the like button, subscribe button. Um, if you're listening on Apple and Spotify podcasts, make sure you have notifications on so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. We got all sorts of news updates, you know, recaps, uh, previews to the games. Um, you know, debates on several topics, you know, debating certain, you know, uh, rumors or, you know, all the drama within the Broncos. And, you know, also, you know, giving our hot takes on, you know, just around the NFL and sports in general. So um, if you guys are enjoying that, make sure you leave a rating, get your following on all uh, platforms, have all notifications on, especially so you don't miss this uh, next episode with Zach Seegers. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to leave a thumbs up. All sports greatly appreciated. Until the next one. Peace out. All right, peace.